0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Insert preamble here. So. <laughs> well, Jesus, we just thank you for uh, this place to gather uh, and uh, meet with you, Lord. To uh, receive from you that which you have, Lord, you're a precious God. Lord, uh, what what glory it is that the God of all creation is a is a God who described Himself as love. We just appreciate you this morning. And uh, we're grateful for the chance to gather with the saints. And Jesus, to um, uh, be surrounded by people uh, in whom you dwell. And God, what we pray is that you would uh, um, uh, cause our hearts to be open to you today. God, that our ears would be open to you. God, and that uh, we would receive what you have to say to us. God, and that uh, your word would be. Uh, applied in our lives. God, we just pray it in your righteous name. Amen and amen. Let's get to Hebrews 4. It's nice to have Bob and Heidi back. I always get nervous when people go to Georgia. I'm always afraid they're not going to come back. <laughs> You know, out of, uh, I suppose I'm not that well traveled, but out of all the places I've been, Georgia is about the only place I've ever been that I would think I could move here. So, so Although last time we were there, uh, as hard as it was to tear ourselves away, once we got back to Kansas, it was just kind of, ah, this is home. You know, people, you know, complain about Kansas, and I think, well, then go somewhere else. I li- I like it here. So although I suppose if you grew up where there are mountains, like you know, it's hard to blame you. I could get I can get that. So um so I want to talk a little bit today about um, Hebrews chapter four is really interesting because because of course he talks about rest. Uh, but it's really interesting how he kind of inserts this you know everybody knows hebrews 4:12 about about the word dividing between the soul and spirit and all that stuff and it's interesting how he inserts it there while he's talking about rest and so I'll talk a little bit about that today uh, let us therefore fear starting one lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest any of you should seem to come short of it For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So he's so two things there. He says you could come short of this promise that, that God's given us. Um, you know, and and we have a tendency to think that um, because God takes such good care of us, because He really does kind of just. Uh, pick you up and get you where you need to be sometimes a lot of times we have this tendency to think that we could just kind of float along doing whatever and 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 god will fairy dust those things for us but he says here that you could come short of it and uh but and so he you know so that verse two starts with four so he's he's elaborating or explaining what he means it says unto us was the gospel preached as well to them as to them, but the word preached didn't profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So, so there's this believing that has to happen. Uh, you know, you can. Uh, sometimes people tell you things, and you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. It's like. Uh, you know, so I think we all know those people that they kind of have a tendency to tell the, you know, the fish was this big kind of tales, uh, whether whether they're exaggerating on purpose uh, or or not. You know, it's, it's, you know, you just kind of have to think. Well, it's like if I'm going to be there in 15 minutes, three hours later. Yeah. You know, and, and but you know there are people that you know that are like that, so you plan for that, and. Uh, or you know, some people ten o'clock is early in the morning. Some people not so much. I suppose it all depends on how how you how you you do things. You know, to me seven o'clock is sleeping in. And uh, on, on Sundays, I I really you know just go all out, just you know hedonistic sleeping in till seven thirty. You know, roll out of bed and go take a shower. But, uh, um, so yeah, but there's this, you have to, so he's saying you have to believe what I'm talking about. You have to put faith in it. You know, we, you know, there there's some people that when they, they tell you something, you know that they, they meant what they said. It's like, you know, it's like the, the old Dr. Seuss book, I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. It's like I'm communicating with words 100%. You know, and uh, um, so so the thing is, is you don't have to take the things that God says with a grain of salt. You know, you can you can believe it, you can trust it, you can stand on it, you can bank on it, however you want to say it. Um, and so so we need that that faith then, that uh, that the things that He's saying uh, apply to us, and that, that they're for us. So in verse three he says, "For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world." Yeah. And that's one of those things that our our faith gets a little squidgy on. Yeah. Like, "the work was finished from the foundation of the world," but but what about what about this thing that that I do? Or this thing in my life that's not quite where it ought to be yet, or these promises that haven't come to pass, or you know, yet, or or what have you. But he says, you know, we can enter into this rest through that that belief because he says that the works are finished from the foundation of the world, and so. I like how God reiterates things for you because typically, well, I need to hear something several times. If it's something new, you're going to have to tell me, and you're going to have to tell me again, and you're going to have to tell me again, and then if if you're wanting me to do something that I probably don't want to do or that I'm anxious about, you're probably going to have to tell me like six or seven times in, in like three different ways and you know maybe get a you know get a chicken suit and dance on the table and do, be like do this thing you know I Cynthia and I were talking on the way to church this morning about how the things that you see in your kids some of it's learned behavior and some of it's just genetic you know and I was just thinking about how how like Cynthia uh, Jeremy is and how like me Levi is and uh and Zoe is this odd mixture of the two and uh um, you know I was a very very stubborn person I get that from from uh, my dad and uh so if you know typically and and you know Mike could write a book about this you know if you want me to do something I don't want to do I have a tendency to just dig my heels in and whether I have a good reason or not is is beside the point you know if if I don't wanna it I don't wanna you know and you know and it's great because you know, like I said you know you, uh if you may remember a few years ago when Levi was just kind of getting the hang of talking uh he didn't he didn't say no because that would be too normal he would always say don't want it you know and, and uh. You know, if he was mad, it, be, you know, it became don't want you know, it. You know, but you know, but but it was so commonplace sometimes. You know, just hey Levi, you want some? You know, you want some pink milk? Don't want it. You know, and uh, you know, and those those things, you know, they they creep into our everyday speech. You know, I still do that, I and mean, he doesn't say it anymore, but I do. <laughs> it's like I you know, have to deal with some. Be you know, unpleasant person at work or something. Like, ah, don't want it. <laughs> so, yeah, don't want it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So kids, kids are awesome like that. You know, if you if you wonder how, you know, what are your most like obvious personality traits to other people that you may may not see, just look at your kids. Especially when they're little, and it's like here they are suddenly, and the things that drive you the craziest are the things that everybody really sees about you, probably. So, oh dear. But um, so, uh, but he talks about this work being finished, and so I like that finality because he, you know, uh, I believe it was John has you know the vision of the. Uh, lamb having been slain from the foundation of the world, and then Jesus reiterates it. That's where I got off on the bunny trail um, uh, uh, on the cross, and He says it is finished. So it's like He's it was already finished. It was already set up for uh, to to be that way, but now that this thing has you know has come to pass, been fulfilled. Now He's saying it, it's finished, and so so then we we take by faith that His work is is finished in us, not necessarily in the sense of, uh, I see it, but I, I take him at his word for it because the the outcome being a foregone conclusion. It's like, I, I can accept that he's going to get these things done. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remains that some must enter in, enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. So, so he's you know it's like the it's like the parable of the uh, the the man making a marriage for his son. It's like well somebody is going to show up at my party, you know, and uh, so you know he obviously he. Here he's saying, you know it's like well i I invited the Jews, and uh but, the, but there was this this hardness of heart and this unbelief that uh that kind of you know took the kingdom to do what they wanted to do with it so so he says that you know that they entered not in because of unbelief, and he says again he limits a certain day saying in David, today, after so long a time, as it said today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts." And I like that today, you know because um, I know there's lots of people entire denominations that that think that the that you know treat the Bible as a historical document uh or that you know the 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 Holy Ghost moving in the gifts and things and uh died out with the apostles or whatever, and the thing that I wonder about that is then. If, if they really think that, then why did God go to so much trouble to talk about it and explain it? You know, it's like Paul like spent quite a bit of time explaining it to the Corinthians. Uh, you know, why why would you bother if it, nobody else was ever going to need to know that unless it, you know, except if it was just going to be academic, you know. And uh, so that's my two cents on that. But But he says today. You know because God still talks today, you know and uh, uh the the thing that where uh and and this is kind of what I was really thinking about yesterday was a sense of hearing his voice and having him direct you because you know we all want that that leading of God where it's like hey go go to Joppa. Go to Simon the Tanner's house, and that's and Peter is there. Ask for Peter. Um, you know, and uh, you know, it's like I, I read that stuff in the Book of Acts. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. It's like I wish, I wish I could, wish I heard that clearly, the things that God says. But the thing is, is is we can get there, you know. And obviously, Peter got there very quickly. You know, and, and the Holy Ghost does those things in us. But we can learn we learn that voice of God by putting His word inside of us. And and so because uh and I was just thinking about this as well yesterday, you know, a great example of God talking to you is you know, somebody does something unsavory to you and you're feeling quite grieved in spirit is of course, King James for really mad, and uh you're thinking I'd really like to do something extremely unpleasant back. I've got this great snarky reply uh i I could totally hit them in the face, and they would never see it coming um, I could slash their tires, I could key their car I could, man, I could have all kinds of fun with this, you know and and so this is like the the rabbit trail that your brain is going down, you know, and then, and then this scripture pops in your mind, be angry and sin not, and uh that's right, see, apparently Doreen is familiar with that one, and uh so, so that's God talking, right, it's like he, because you've put this word inside you, you know, David said that uh, your word, if I hid my heart, that I might not sin against you. So he the Holy Ghost then brings those things to your remembrance. That's what that's what Jesus said. He's like the Holy Ghost is gonna come and he's gonna teach you, he's gonna lead you into all truth, and he's gonna remind you of the things that I've said to you. And so that's what he does. He brings that stuff back up. It's like, Well, yeah, I know you're angry, but it's like remember what Cain did when he got angry? That didn't turn out well for him. You know, and 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 you could just go through the old testament and and see you know, these things where, uh, you know, like the like kings, uh, Samuel and Kings and Chronicles. It's like reading like a really like, like juicy spy novel almost. It's like all this espionage and murder and and, and so forth. Uh, kind of makes you want to watch a spy movie or something. But, um, you know, there's. uh so I mean that's just one example of, of how 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 God talks to you, and and uh, the more you you surrender to that because you have a choice then once He brings that up to you, it's like you could well yeah but maybe 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 you could just look the other way for a few minutes, Lord, and I could just a little bit of the stuff I was thinking about, you know, it's like. You know, or or you know, maybe give me enough time to attach like a big spatula to the bottom of my car and just, you know, that would come out and just throw people off the road in front of me. You know. I mean that that might take more than a few minutes, but um but you know, the but the more you just surrender to that thing, okay. You know, 'cause the the thing that's insidious about anger in particular is that um uh it's really easy to let it get away from you where you just kind of fly off the handle without thinking and and i, I know exactly what that's like but uh as god begins to work with you on those things you find out that uh, you really can clamp down on it and and tell yourself no but as you as you surrender to him talking to you about whatever it would be that he would talk to you about then you you find that uh that you you there's a clarity in those things that he says to you. And, and and the the word he can talk to you more through the word. You know, and I mean there's you know, you can just be reading along, and you've all had this happen. Where you're maybe you maybe you have some like really serious thing going on that you're just you're either looking for an answer in the word or you're just trying to to just put it aside and just focus on the word, or maybe you're just having you know a great, wonderful day and you know feeling fine, but uh, you're just reading along and all of a sudden some scripture just really grabs you, yeah. and 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 you know a lot of times you're not really sure what it's saying. Uh, I, I don't know how many times I've had some scripture just arrest me and I would just kind of read it. And I'd read the stuff around it. I'd study some of the other like references. I'd look up what the words are. I'm like, what are you saying here, God? It's like, I know you're saying something, but I feel like I'm on peanuts here. So it's like, it's like, okay, yes, okay, I'm I'm receiving this. I just don't understand it. You know, and so that's that's part of learning that voice is is putting those things inside. You know, and of course. You know, in Proverbs he said, it's the honor of kings to search out a matter. So it's it's really, you know, even if you don't really come up with something right away, it's really just a great uh, use of your time studying all that stuff and trying to find, figure out what, what are you trying to say here, Lord? You know, and the great thing is, is, you know, you ask him, and, you know, and he's patient. You know, it's like you may not get anywhere with it today. He may not tell you anything else about it today, but uh, but you can rest assured that, that, that the answer is, is forthcoming. Uh, you know, we were dealing with an issue and, you know, on the one hand there was this sense of, okay, maybe we should pray about this issue some more, uh, you know, but needing some direction about what to pray about. And on the other hand, it's like, here's this action that we could take right now that would feel like we were doing something, at least. And, uh, you know, uh, we were both leaning towards, the, the, let's just do some action here. Let's make something happen. And uh, but, I, but there was still just this, I don't know, you know, it seems like there should be, Maybe some sort of something a little clearer before we just. Well, it's like I'm, you know, seeing kind of this mental image of a chicken with no head just running around, and um. And, and I was really glad because I actually got to talk to Ron about it, and he's like, "Well, you know, you want to pray because that's where, you know, that's really where the power is, and that's really where it starts, you know. And so, you know, I'll be darned if we didn't pray for God to show us what the next step would be, give us some more information or whatever. And within, I don't know, it was the same day. Then we got like the next next piece of information that we needed to move on. Uh to to do the next thing. Um so so God does that. So he, he, he so he talks to us, you know, and he and he leads us. You know and uh and that's that's another facet of learning the voice of God is hearing it in other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, if you call Ron and talk to him about it, you can rest assured that you can pretty much just put that stamp on there. It's like, okay, this is God talking to me. But when, uh, the more you put the word in you, the more you find out that uh, you hear that voice in other people. And... Uh, and a lot of times, God will will uh, um, talk to you through uh, a source that you wouldn't expect, or if uh, especially if you're having a problem, you know, and you're not, you haven't already listened to what the Word of God would say. Because the more you know the Word of God, the more you become your own watchman of your behavior and the the decisions that you make. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking in particular of an instance that I won't go into, but I. I, I knew better than to keep talking and acting the way I was talking, uh, but i was I was amusing myself and um, and I was just frustrated at this particular person and I just I, I had all these really clever and very uncharitable things to say and and, and I was having a great time and and the, like, the last person that I could I would have possibly wanted to confront me about it Confronted front me about it, it's like, what are you, and I don't even remember what they said to me, but, you know, and, and it wasn't, they didn't quote a scripture at me, but they kind of stopped me dead in my tracks, and I realized, because uh, I recognized the voice, and, and uh, I didn't like it, you know, because I was kind of on a roll. You know, and I was having a a great time. I was laughing at my own stuff, but uh, nobody else was. And so then having it come to an abrupt halt was kind of a relief for everyone, and springtime returns Narnia. But, you know, I kind of felt like, ah, and I wrestled because I didn't want to have God tell me, hey, stop that. But he had to tell me, "Hey, stop that!" Because I wasn't listening to what the Word of God had already told me about it. Because I I already knew that I shouldn't be. So, so I love this word today that he talks about because he talks today, you know. And and it's not just on Sunday morning; it's not just on Wednesday night. But he talks today, and the and he knows he knows what you need, you know. Because um, you know, and because God talking to you is not all about modifying your behavior it's not all about the that type of stuff Uh, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind to me but but you know honestly he he talks other things too you know he especially you know going back to that just reading along and god just arresting you with something a lot of times it's something really positive i mean obviously it's all positive but i mean it's something that's really encouraging and, and you know, something that that makes you just feel that sense of his, of his love and his approval and and, and all that. And, uh, and man, do we need that, you know? Because because we have an adversary that wants to tell you that that God is not happy with you. And so, uh, and that is the other problem that we have is that this adversary who does a really great impression. Of God, you know. It's like uh, Jason was marveling at my Sean Connery the other day, and uh, I don't know. It's just it's really fun. But uh, you know, if you can, there are some people that they really can seriously sound just like somebody else. You know, like there was this comedian I listened to. He could do like like Sean Connery, John Madden, and all these guys, and it was un canny. i mean if, if you were if you weren't if you weren't watching the guy you would think that that he actually had these guys on there saying this stuff and um and that's what the enemy does he's he's really good at sounding like like god and and he even sprinkles in these little tidbits of scripture-y things or something that 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 you know is true, that's going to add credibility to the thing that he says. But, but there's this, there's something wrong with it. It's like that that stranger danger, spidey sense kind of thing. It's like, and and we've all had that happen. And we've all like, you know, talked to somebody, and and they were just nice as could be, but you knew like something is not right here. You know, and sometimes, like, there's something really obviously weird that just kind of makes you want to keep your distance. We went to this, you know, garage sale the other day, and, and uh, you know, this, like, 50-some-year-old man comes out and is, like, telling us all animated about all these porcelain dolls. And he's, like, like really trying to sell them to the kids and stuff. It was just, mm, just kind of made my skin crawl. You know, I was like... Uh, Because you know, because like, can we go to the garage sale? Can we please go to the garage sale? Like, I have a dollar. I really desperately want to go to the garage sale, buy some crap. And you know, again, that's that that genetic and learned behavior that they get from their mother. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I will be sleeping on the couch, but you know. (laughs) No, but you know, I mean, you know, seriously, I mean, it's Cynthia and I've been together for like 20 years, and it's like you drive by a garage sale, it's like don't look, walk, don't walk scratch sale, you know, you know. And I shop at garage sales like by driving by slowly. Do I see any interesting big ticket items? No. Okay, keep driving. It's like, do I really want to go out and rifle through their stuff? Not really. But, but this, I don't know. I, I just. There was obviously something weird about this guy, and he was as friendly as could be, you know. But it was just like, this is so weird. What kind of guy like that collects this stuff? And and is all like, he's like, oh, this is, you know, because like Zoe was looking at this doll, and it was really cute and everything. And uh, and he's like, oh, she's the great great age to introduce her to this stuff. I'm like, introduce her to what? You know, not you, hopefully like you know go away so you know so we all have those moments where even though everything looks okay you just have this sense something is not right here and that's what the spirit of god does and and so you know oftentimes we get that you know when when Satan's doing his very best god impression and 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 telling you something about about you it always comes with this uh, kind of sense but he knows that oftentimes we uh, have this preponderance to believe it uh, because you know he, he can he can analyze the way you act and think well they clearly you know are really neurotic about how they're how they're doing or how you know what God thinks about them besides just about everybody's like that so this is a pretty safe bet I'm going to throw this at him. And and then and it all sounds right, but there's this uh, with it, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of a better a good word for that. Just, uh, <laughs> like some yeah, you know, spidey sense. Something's dreadfully wrong here, you know. Um and so, you know, that's where that sense of, okay, so does this voice bring peace? to me or does this voice not you know cuz i you know when when god was like okay so that's enough of talking like that stop it could do this you know uh, it didn't bring i mean it didn't make me happy obviously but it there was a sense of peace that came with it of it's like when you give a kid boundaries and you don't let them cross the boundaries and and they don't uh, i know i never thought of of correction as making me feel safe, or you know, in a way that I would ar- have articulated that growing up. But it really does. You you need that sense of boundary, and it and it proves that that he really is paying attention, that he really is watching, and that he really does love you. And so, uh, I loved that thing that Ron said a while back about why he didn't curse because he knew that God was listening. It's like. He wrestled with his gut listening when I'm asking him to do this or that or bring me through this problem or whatever. It's like I, I don't. I, I hope he's listening. Um, but it's like, but no, I don't curse because I know he's listening. You know, and so there's this sense of um, knowing that he hears us. that's really a blessing, um, and so what God is teaching us is, well, you can hear me too and the the more the more you put the word in you, the more the more I'm going to be able to talk to you, the more you're in tune with me you're going to be, uh, and the more your thoughts are going to come into line with the things that I would say anyway and and so uh, so here in verse seven, he says again, he limits a certain day saying in David today, after so long a time, as it said today if you'll hear his voice harden not your heart and uh you know you can harden your heart you know i i i could have i could have rejected that uh that correction that god gave me and said well eh, that's just what they think well of course they would think that because x y and z and um, i'm just going to keep doing what i do because that's what i do and nobody tells me what to do uh but that's hardening your heart and that actually puts you further from being able to hear the things that God wants to say to you. So so he says, harden not your heart. Uh, for Joshua had given them rest, then he would not have afterwards spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest to the people of God. So I like how he's, you know, he's talking about hearing his voice and tying it in with rest because when you hear his voice when, when you understand that he talks to you even if you're not hearing anything from him right now but you know that he talks and, and you're, you're paying attention then there's a rest that comes with that that I can uh, I can rest in knowing that if I start to go the wrong direction he'll talk to me if if I need uh, a word from him, he'll talk to me. You know, uh, you know people are, are interesting in a lot of ways. You know, and some people are very talkative. and Some people are very not. Um, you know, and some people are both, depending on their circumstance. Uh, you know, if I'm nervous, I have a tendency to talk a lot. If I'm pretty comfortable, I might talk a lot. But if I'm somewhere in between, I'm kind of not. But uh, you know, none, of, you know, none of those behaviors uh, indicate how I feel about somebody. Um, it's, just, it's just a reflection on how I'm feeling. You know, and some people are like Irish setters, and they have the exact same behavior all the time. You know some people are always talkative, some people are always quiet, and uh, uh you know uh, when I go places with the kids, uh like if we're driving somewhere, you know I don't necessarily keep up this running dialogue with them everywhere we go. Uh, a lot of times when you have young kids, there's kind of a one sided monologue coming at you. Uh, or three monologues coming at you, as the case may be, and so you know. Then you have to sort through them, one at a time, please, and so forth and so on. Um, but uh, you know, if uh, you know, if I don't say much, you know, I don't, I don't think my kids worry about it. You know, when when, when we get to bedtime, tuck everybody in. Zoe always falls asleep wherever we happen to be because she wants you to carry her to her bed and put her in her bed, you know, and she'll cover her face and she's got like this little smile that she's trying to hide. And um, so, and depending on, you know, sometimes she'll curl up in a ball and she's like hiding her face. So sometimes I'll carry her upside down to her room and stuff like that. And I'll put her in bed, you know, and she's still laying there like this. Trying not to laugh, trying not to smile. You know, she'll, she'll talk all the way up till we get home uh, after church on, on, at night, and, and then just, you know, as soon as I put it in park, she just. <sighs> you know, so, she wants me to carry her in, you know, and it's like okay, you know, but you know I, you know, Jeremy will talk to you forever after you tuck him in. He wants to tell you all these stories. He wants to tell you blow by blow about this book that he's reading that he, you know, and or, you know, wouldn't it be cool if this, or, or whatever. And you kind of have to just, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I'm standing in the doorway. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Love you, buddy. Good night. Click. You know, it's like you kind of have to just walk away. You know, <laughs> Levi, it's like you put him in bed, and it's like, like all right, buddy, I love you tonight. Like good night, Dad. <laughs> and he says nothing else. <laughs> you know, he just kind of back out of the room, and it's like, like I love you, buddy. I love you, Dad. And you know, and that's about that. So, you know, I don't take that to be that Levi is unhappy with me. He's just not nearly so talkative, and so you know some some people just you know you know when you love somebody you don't have to talk so much you know it's like when you're you know you're dating them or whatever you know it's like you, you know you have to play this little balancing act of you know finding out information about them and you know you know and the sales presentation of how great you are and why they should choose you over the other all the crowd clamoring suitors and and uh you know, I don't know. Sometimes I always kind of imagined, like you know, Cynthia at Wall Street with all the people like waving their money and shouting or whatever, and just kind of standing back. You know, so you know, so you know, once you know, she reached out to take my my paper, I just grabbed her, you know, <laughs> lest she get away from me. But um, anyway. Uh, but, you know, we there's lots of times that we don't talk a lot, that we're just driving along in silence or just sitting quietly together, not really talking. That's rare because there's usually somebody talking, not us. But um, I said all that to say that um, just because God's not saying something to you right this minute is not a reason to panic. You know, because um, I know there's been times when I've I've gone to prayer and just, you know, beat my head against the wall. Like, a, you know, it's like, God, I want you to talk to me, you know. And, and, and you know, it kind of became this prophets of Baal type of thing where it's like, you know, it's like I would do anything to get your attention enough for you to say something to me now, you know. But if he doesn't have anything to say to you right now, then what are you wanting him to say? What are you going to make him say? You know, and so... So there's this rest in the relationship of I, I hear his voice in the word and, and, I, and I'm putting his word in me and the more I put his word in me, the more I get how he thinks, the more I get how he acts and, and the more it begins to affect how I think and how I act. And it tunes me into him being able to talk to me. So if if I am not hearing something right now, I can go to the Word. I can flip it open just about anywhere and start reading. Not not I need an answer on should I go to Alaska. You no, know, no, not not that kind of talking to you. But um, it's like I I'm just I'm going. This is the Word of God, and so I'm going to go to it. And and I know that wherever I end up in here. Uh, he's talking to me. Yeah. And, and if I'm thinking about a specific thing, I've, I often think of it like a medicine cabinet. It's like, okay, so I'm thinking this, so what would I take for that? It's like, well, this would be a good time to go over to Colossians because, you know, Colossians is all about, you know, God set all the provisions in order for you. You need, you need not worry about anything. The all-sufficiency of God is there. Um, you know... um. By the time you're an adult you know you know you know what what over-the-counter medicines to take for this what to take for this you don't take this for this it doesn't it's, it's silly so you know uh, I often think of the Word of God that way, but I know that uh, that you know by faith I take whatever I am reading as him talking to me you know and you know if you're really you know, if you're really upset Sometimes it's great to have somebody just talk to you about something else, like something really mundane. Even just you know, talk to me about something boring, because I just need somebody to talk at me, you know. And uh, not that the Word of God is boring by any stretch, but sometimes you just need someone to talk to you, and that's what He does. You know, and and uh, the more your thoughts are like churning with something going on or the sense of I need an answer about something mm-hmm. just listening to him talk uh, is a really great thing and so I mean the, the psalms are a great thing for that um, so um, you know I was actually headed for twelve I suppose I may as well read it so you get your money's worth uh, so there remains there remains therefore a rest to the people of God for he that has entered into his rest he has also ceased from his own works as God did from His. So, so I can rest then that 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 He'll He'll talk to me and, and get me where I need to be, because you know He also will lead you places and you'll kind of end up where He wanted you to be, doing what He wanted you to do, uh, kind of through no fault of your own, just because you were open to having Him lead you. Um, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit, and of the joints and the marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, for all things are naked and open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So, excuse me, so... uh this goes back to that whole spidey sense stranger danger type of thing this is how you definitively sort through that it's like okay so okay so here's what i'm thinking what does the word of god say about that know um, was that you know cuz sometimes it's 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 not as cut and dried as as it would you would think it would be to to be able to discern if that's god or not um and so uh so this is how we discern it, and so <clears throat> putting that word in you, the more you put it in you, the more um, ability uh you have to sort through those things and and uh t- uh to i think to recognize more quickly whether something is is coming from uh from him or not so so there's a rest though that comes in in just being uh, just knowing knowing that he talks and and uh uh when you if you know that somebody will keep you out of trouble, then you can kind of just relax and uh, um, you know, you know I think of uh if I could use the example, I think of, uh, the fellowship leaving, uh, Rivendell on their way to Mordor, and Frodo is the leader, but he doesn't know where he's going. And so he's like, do I go left or right? And of course Gandalf knows where they're going, so he tells them it's left. So, um, if you, if you know that God talks to you like that, if you know that He can lead you, um, then, and sometimes, you know, we, we get in the spot where we need an answer like, now and And he does that you know and and sometimes sometimes he might just want you to kind of try and make the best decision based on the information that you have and and trust him. Uh, I've had him do that before too so uh, so yeah there's there's a rest in knowing that he that he talks knowing that he's on your side and that uh, you know he's given us this written word as a way to hear him as a as a as a the 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 beginning place it's really it's the beginning and the ending place uh because you, you need that word of god uh taught by the holy ghost that's how you get to so go to joppa and go to simon's house the tanner you'll you'll see the sign outside and and go there and ask for peter that's how you get there so jesus we thank you for your word to us we thank you for your faithfulness uh for that voice god open our ears Lord God, and cause us to be diligent to put that Word inside of us. God, to, to be somewhere listening and paying attention to the things that You would say. And we just pray it in Your name. God, uh, every one of us in this place wants to hear Your voice uh, more clearly. Uh, and God, what I pray is that that as we press... Uh, into these places and, and do those things that, that we can do to to grow in you, God, that we would trust you for the increase and that we would rest in your faithfulness in uh, getting us to where we need to be. And we just pray it in your name. God, you said that there remains a rest uh, to the people of God and the people who didn't enter in, didn't enter in because of unbelief, God. So I pray that in this place uh, that, that you would uh, fill us with that belief. Fill us with that faith, God, to trust in you, God, and, and help us to have our minds made up that, that we're going to choose to believe what the Word of God says over the things that we see, over the things that we think, of the things that we feel. God, we pray it and ask it in your name, God, today in this place, you know every heart, you know every need, and God, what we pray is that you do exactly what you want in this place, God, that you would meet every need that you would touch every heart, God, and uh, that most importantly of all, God, that, uh, that we would hear what you have to say and that you would be glorified. God, we pray it in the righteous name of Jesus. Amen.